Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of the TFC Audio Project. On this episode of Shoe Talk, I chat with Lucas Klimpera, who is the mind behind Ahinsa Footwear. I visited Lucas recently to check out Ahinsa HQ in the Czech Republic, and after spending three days together, we decided to record this conversation to share the awesome story behind Ahinsa Footwear and why it's a company TFC plans to work with a lot in future. The goal is to bring high-quality, functional, handmade footwear to the masses. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed chatting with Lucas, and I hope you find the conversation interesting. This episode of the show is brought to you by TFC Balance Beams. A few years back, our team discovered the mental and physical benefits of balancing on a railing, so we decided to start manufacturing some pretty cool hardware that lets you have a railing to balance on wherever you are. Each beam comes with basic software that gives you movements and challenges to get started with, and we plan to launch advanced software and something that we're calling Beam Tribe later this year, so stay tuned for that. For more information, you can check out tfc-shop.com, click on the beam tab, and you can check out the hardware options that we currently offer. We just released a maple beam, which is made with Canadian-grown hardwood maple. It's our most affordable beam, and it's really eco-friendly, um, so you can check that out there. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by the Roasters Pack. Our team at TFC Head Office are big fans of coffee before 11 a.m., and this company gives you um, provides a unique subscription service that delivers you three awesome coffees to your door each month and gives you the story behind the craft roasters that they come from. Check out theroasterspack.com, use the code FOOT at checkout, and you'll get 7 bucks off your first month of any subscription. Last but not least, we are also sponsored by our travel partner, Nanook Protective Hard Cases, which we use to transport gear to and from seminars and workshops. They make super high quality cases, hard cases in Canada that can keep your electronics safe during travel. And you can check out what they've got at nanook.com, N-A-N-U-K.com. That's it for sponsors. So let's dig into this episode. Hope you enjoy. It's the TFC Audio Project. It's a collective effort. Help people understand their bodies, starting at the feet are the gateway for people to see that there's an issue. You know, a foot conversation is always a whole body conversation. Hello friends, welcome to another episode of the TFC Audio Project. On today's show, we got a special treat for you. Uh, I'm chatting with Lucas Kumpera, who is the man behind Ahinsa Footwear. And right now we're currently in Prague, Czech Republic. And over the past couple of days, I've been able to meet the entire Ahinsa team um, and get a look inside into this kind of unique company making some amazing footwear. So, uh, Lucas, welcome to the show and thanks for an awesome couple days. Thank you very much and thank <laughs> you for having such an interview with yeah, me. Yeah, you've been uh, just a great host. Lucas has, um, you know, Felix was actually able to join from Germany, which is kind of cool, but Lucas put us up in an apartment and was able to kind of give us a tour of the city that the Ahinsa factory is in. Um, it's actually an old uh, furniture factory, right? Exactly, exactly. Nice, nice. So, um, so I, I think, you know, I always ask people this, the word ikigai is a Japanese word that means um, reason for being. So it basically is a, is a word that means purpose. So why don't you start by telling the world what your purpose is? What, you, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What gives you a sense of purpose in life? <laughs> this is <laughs> quite Three, a tricky uh, question. 6 a.m. here right this now is, before I fly out. Okay, so this is great, yeah. but quite a tricky <laughs> question. Um, to be happy, to, good some, to do something good for the others, because oh. it makes, I think, the biggest happiness. Right, yeah, and to, you know, it sounds like you, um, well, why don't we start by, you know, so you have a background as a physiotherapist. Exactly. Uh, similar to me. Even my first job was a computer programmer. I really? started like a computer programmer. <laughs> Interesting. And first I started working in um, one company, but yep. then I went like a freelancer 
mm-hmm. for I think three or five years I was like programming completely every day wow. and I really got the burnout syndrome I loved it yep. and I was so much in the computer that I got the burnout syndrome <laughs> and then I went to study the physiotherapy cool so you started in physiotherapy and then how long did you practice for uh for, with physio hmm, I think four or five years okay maybe cool. even six years okay and what was the big reason that got you so how long ago did the hints start and what was the main reason that got you interested in footwear because footwear is a very um you know the more i learn about footwear the more i realize that it's a complicated world it's not easy to make shoes uh it's especially not easy to make good shoes so what got you into footwear what was the what was the biggest motivator that made you think i need to start making footwear uh-huh. There were like uh, two biggest motivators. One was the um, our professor Clara Levitova, mm-hmm. which was even on the university telling us how important is the natural feed function cool. and how um, can the food wear negatively influence not only the feed but the function of all body, including the psychics, uh, function of the inner organs, and so on. That's amazing. And we don't get in North America. We don't get. Um, virtually any foot health education, even in physio, like I have a master's degree in physio, we got virtually nothing in terms of the foot. You know, we got, if the foot is flat, wear supportive footwear, wear motion control shoes. We really didn't go into the complexity of the foot or even talk about the importance of the foot. And, you know, the fact that the foot affects the rest of the body, it's the foundation for your whole, for your whole being, um, was never really emphasized. So it's cool to hear that you had a different take and you had a professor that was very, conscious of the importance of feet so that was probably a big impactor for you yeah it was uh, something amazing in that time there was uh, no um, barefoot footwear on the market and mm-hmm. she was showing us the shoes that some um, like private shoemaker made for her yeah and first when i saw it i was thinking oh this is something crazy but then <laughs> <laughs> she started speaking showing explaining i was completely amazed after yeah. two days i was in a different world i was so happy that i met her what wow. all she learned because her attitude is um, somehow completely unique and um, so simple so beautiful and um, she looks really on the patient like on a human in all his life including his psychics everything everything wow so that was that was the biggest stimulus that was stimulus number one is this professor that impacted you and then what was the what was the second kind of impact moment yeah the huge uh, also impact was uh, from my yoga master Parman Swami Maheshwarananda which was learning us about um, the ahinsa the Mm non-violence about the ethical principles about the vegetarianism Mm -hmm. and uh, both these impacts um, were so strong for me to Mm -hmm start with this later wow cool so your university professor and your yoga um, exactly. instructor were exactly. the bigger impacts and so the word ahinsa um, means non-violence right? exactly. and is it hindu background word um, this is sanskrit word sanskrit okay so and then i find it interesting the story behind ahinsa in terms of the verbiage like the actual word has several meanings when when you talk about how it applies to what you're doing in your company right exactly so number one is non-violence yeah and that applies to multiple in multiple ways right exactly like uh, non-violence uh, towards your own health right. non-violence uh, towards the animals that there are no like uh, parts on the shoe from killed animals and um, also very important that it is without violence to the workers making the shoes right. and also without violence um, to our uh, the people making the material our suppliers wow so like these three basic um, viewpoints or these three mm-hmm. basic things um, I like included it in this project. I, I think the brand name is very, very cool. I mean, the word is Thank it's you. a very catchy word. And when you when you realize the story behind it, um, 
and you know i i think the demand for vegan footwear where we use materials that aren't uh animal derived you know i i i'm someone that i do have leather shoes i enjoy leather but i know that leather is not a sustainable material when we look at everyone wears shoes right mm-hmm. footwear is something ever it's a piece of clothing that everyone wears mm-hmm. and from a sustain from a you know sustainability standpoint you can't really make shoes for the world made out of animal materials without doing a lot of shitty things to animals, right? Even if you use them as a byproduct of meat harvesting, there's not enough animals to be able to make footwear for everyone. So I think this, and and you know, we were having conversations yesterday that some of these um, synthetic materials, like um, the bindus that I'm wearing right now, have an, uh, I guess you could call it a, a vegan leather or an eco leather. Exactly. Um, that material is actually extremely effective at what it's supposed to do exactly almost oh. better better so than a lot of leathers yeah they are um, all these modern microfiber synthetics um, are in all aspects much more um, quality better than the classical leather mm-hmm. it's breathable it's waterproof um, it has great abrasion resistance of course it is all ecotex certified wow And Ecotex is what, um, what is Ecotex? Is that like a certification for material quality or something? Um, it's for the health safety certification. I think it is one of the most strict European certification for the health safety of the material. That are, uh, There are like no harmful chemicals or substances in the material. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, I mean, over the past couple of days, I went to the factory. I literally met, I probably met most of the staff that yeah, works there. Yeah. Um, which are the actual humans that are making the footwear. And it was cool to see the process of going from, mm-hmm. you know, material cutting to assembly to sewing. Um, I don't think there's very many footwear companies out there that you could go and meet the actual people building the shoes by hand. Um, and I think that's a really unique principle or, or unique element with your company is that these are made by real people. Like these aren't made overseas uh, in Asia in massive factories mm-hmm. that pump out a crap load of pollution um they're made by real people i was able to shake their hand you said there's i think about 14 people that work for yeah, yeah exactly exactly amazing um and it was very interesting to see the people behind the footwear that's being made and um you know i think just the quality like i always test all the shoes uh-huh. um any shoe that we carry i'll demo i'll test and um i'm i wouldn't say i'm blunt but if it doesn't fit or it doesn't feel good or it doesn't feel right um i'm <laughs> i'm not really going to promote it because i just don't uh, i don't see the point it has to i have to feel comfortable in it and also you know a big thing too is the value proposition right what people pay versus what people get we often get this question where it's like okay well these are natural or minimal footwear why are they more expensive than other footwear and i think the same principle applies you get what you pay for right if you pay more you're going to get better quality um piece of footwear and to make a shoe You know, for Nike to make a shoe in China with all these kind of foams and, um, you know, kind of cheaper materials, it's pretty inexpensive for them to make those shoes. Even the shoe that you're paying $150 to $200 for is not actually made very well. Um, and so some companies like like uh, like Ahinsa, like Vivo Barefoot, some of these, some of the footwear is more expensive, but it's because you use better materials. So talk about how, you know, the journey to finding the right materials and where that led you and and kind of um and why you choose to use the materials that you use even though they're significantly more expensive 
because the quality is so important this is very easy the way to find the correct materials was quite long yeah. because um, in the beginning when you don't know the correct companies for example they were asking you to buy one kilometer of the material and it was crazy <laughs> one kilometer the, one, really, 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 and we bought in the beginning one kilometer of uh, some this synthetic microfiber and um, it was crazy to right use it but um, after some time we found really great uh, suppliers of the materials which mm. are really the top quality um I'm nearly sure that these are the best materials in the world. And if I would know better material immediately, we would use it. So that's one of my favorite things about you too, is you're very open-minded, you know, you're open-minded to feedback in terms of the design or the feel or the fit. Um, you're open-minded in terms of material choices. And, and like you said, when you find a better material, you use the better material immediately. And and you have access to some pretty unique, um, suppliers here in, in, you know, being in Czech Republic, you're in Europe, uh, you have the European Union. So, you know, you're saying that, you know, Spain, Italy, um, Germany, Germany, yeah, like the, the soles that you use, talk about the soles that you mm-hmm. use and what they're made of and where they're from. Cause we all know Germans make awesome stuff. Felix was definitely a, <laughs> probably feeling a bit of pride. Um, but the quality is, and like these shoes. So like I said, I'm wearing the Bindu low. We're going to carry, um, something that we're going to call the TFC Ahinsa as a collaboration between our companies and it's going to be the bindu low and the bindu high because i think the um the bindu model is very is beautiful because it's very simple um it checks off all the boxes that we look for in footwear so wide thin flat flexible um and the flexibility of these is actually incredible compared to even some of the higher end um footwear like like vivo barefoot for example if I look at this, the Bindu, and I look at the Vivo Barefoot Primus Light, for example, these are significantly more flexible and allow way more movement, free movement, um, especially at the big toe. And there's really no, and I think when a shoe is flexible, that immediately plays into the fit because if the shoe gives resistance to movement, that's a big reason why you get certain areas of the shoe rubbing on your foot, right? If the shoe moves exactly along with your foot, then it's kind of like it's part of your foot instead of working against it. So I think part of the comfort um, with this model is that it's so flexible. So talk about the sole, where it's from, what it's made out of, and and also you know the journey to actually finding that sole and that material because I'm sure it wasn't overnight that that happened. Yeah, it took a really long time in the <laughs> development about the outsoles. What was quite long and the current sole we are making from the special German patented compound called Lifopren. Lifopren it's some okay. kind of thermopolyurethan and the outsole is really um, very flexible, very light and it has great abrasion resistance and also great grip. Um, we developed some special kind of pattern on the outsole which really has a great grip on all kind of surfaces. Doesn't matter if wet or dry. Cool. Yeah. And the um the pattern that you indie like there's kind of like the these ridges on the bottom mm-hmm. and they kind of look all like they're the same height at, at the outset but then when you look closer you actually see how one ridge is higher than the other and it alternates so that exactly. i think that plays into a lot of the um a lot of the traction that, yeah. you, that you get with it yeah exactly this is uh, somehow um, germans man they make good stuff yeah, exactly. i don't know what it is <laughs> um so i think another thing too is it's really impressive craftsmanship right like um the material covering the inside of the new the new bindu that you're making um is very very comfortable against the skin and also one of the things that me and felix noticed that we were kind of surprised at pleasantly um was that our feet weren't sweating right we walked Mm -hmm. around so every morning we went for a walk 
um and every and we wore these pretty much all day long we wore them when we were driving when we were going to different places um and you know i i was talking to felix and we both share the common feature that our feet sweat a lot and we're not used to wearing shoes and when we do wear shoes we don't wear socks so having shoes that don't allow breathability really can make shoes stink very quickly but they also just it's not comfortable because your feet are sweating and my feet weren't sweating so uh, you know it's one of those things where someone tells you a material is breathable that's great and at face value i'll believe them but until i prove it to myself i don't really completely <laughs> believe it um but it was very breathable and i was pretty actually impressed because it doesn't seem like it would be a super breathable material mm-hmm. but i guess the the small pores within the microfiber allows for ventilation because my feet weren't sweating so. exactly when they are making the fib- microfiber the same moment when they are like putting the microfibers together the same moment they are needling them Hmm. So it makes the material breathable and also on this bindu model is a special kind of lining which nicely absorbs all the wetness or all the moisture cool. and then when you put out your feet all this wetness evaporates again. This is really the high, high-end material as I thought I think is the best uh, in the world for the foodware. Amazing. Yeah, and I'm surprised that you can sell them for what you sell them for, considering you use all these premium materials. I guess you're buying them in bigger quantities now, but um, I think it's... Um, the value proposition is pretty impressive um thank you so we're really excited i i know that you know anytime we post something about a shoe we we did a shoe with softstar called the ninja mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of like a special model for tfc and uh, we use leather and you know one of the biggest threads of people commenting is when are you going to make a vegan version or are there vegan versions available so the demand for people wanting footwear that doesn't use any um animal components animal based components is significantly bigger than what I had actually thought initially. Um, and so I think these will do quite well. And, you know, we have a division in Australia as well. Um, and for, you know, the culture in Australia is very active. People move around a lot. Um, people are also very um, health conscious. So the, um, you know, the natural footwear that doesn't mess up your feet. Um, and, that, and that's, there's this weird thing. Like, did you find it strange that pretty much all foot problems that you encounter as a physio are footwear derived and and the fact that no one's really talking about this like i so we connected through ray mcclanahan <laughs> shout out to ray um <laughs> and uh and you know he came and hung out in december and we just had some conversations that were just it's almost shocking when you look back and you see okay 75 percent of people in north america are going to have some form of foot pain <laughs> or foot dysfunction um and nearly all maybe with the exception of half of one percent are primarily footwear derived and it's so strange um do you not find that weird still <laughs> like course, i always find it completely weird. crazy of course yeah of course this is unbelievable but it's like this and but i think now it's coming really a huge positive change yeah i think all so around too. The world. and it's this world of fashion i mean the world of fashion um I understand where it comes from, right? Like we did a podcast episode talking about the history of footwear and where <laughs> where the pointed shoe look came from, where the small foot obsession came from, where the heel came from. And, and you understand, you know, the historical perspective and why we still um, love these features in footwear. But when you look at athletic footwear, when you look at shoes that people can wear and feel comfortable and let their feet do what they're supposed to in, um, it's weird that there's not as many manufacturers out there. Uh, and uh, it's getting better right yeah, the, you is. know we talked last night about at dinner about how the culture seems to be um turning where people are more mindful of their footwear they're more mindful of how it's made 
Mm-hmm. Right. People don't just buy shoes anymore. They buy the story behind who's making them. How are they making them? Mm-hmm. What materials are they using? Why are they making them like that? And I think it's really cool to see uh, the conscious consumer movement is significantly bigger than it was even two years ago. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that exactly. increase? Exactly. Um, for example, um, the consumers and also even on the universities, there is, um, I think, first university in the Czech Republic, like the sport university, yeah. and they started learning the barefoot running. Before there cool. was only the classical running, yeah. and now they are normally learning their barefoot running because they see that it's more healthy, that it's more effective, um, the sportsmen have better results, and um, of course the movement is getting still bigger and bigger and people are still more and more aware how important it is for their health, health right. for their life, for their happiness, for yeah. themselves. It's cool. It's cool to see it growing because it's, um, you know, it always seems like it's very slow when you're in it, but then you look back and you're like, wow, a couple of years ago, no one was really talking about natural, minimal, barefoot foot, uh, footwear. Exactly. And the market, I think, is significantly grown. You know, like, I think as our... Um, as the community of people who follow TFC grows, we're obviously, um, you know, we need to make footwear available because it's, if people can't buy the footwear that we're preaching is the kind of footwear that's good for your feet, then that's a problem. So by virtue of that, we have to sell footwear, um, in order to make it available. And, and the amount of footwear that people are purchasing from us is going higher and higher and higher in terms Mm -hmm. of volume every year. And I think it's hard to distinguish between whether it's because TFC is growing in terms of exposure or because the world of natural footwear and the awareness for the importance of natural footwear is growing. But, you know, either way, it's a good thing. Um, And, you know, talk about how we talked about last night as well, how feet don't just shoes don't affect just your feet because your feet are the foundation for your body Mm -hmm. and actually affect your entire body. So the shoes, if the shoes you wear affect your feet and your feet affect your whole body, then, you know, by virtue of that, shoes affect your whole body and and i think what kind of feedback are you getting from people that are wearing your footwear because it must be very cool to hear from people that have these you know improvements or transformations of how they feel just by changing their shoe exactly we have the great feedback and we are so happy for it really because this is somehow the gas for our engine this is pulling and moving us uh, together and we are so happy for any kind of feedback because even the negative feedback um, can make something better can help you to improve and um, so feedback is so important and we love it and thanks to god the feedback is mostly such a beautiful and so beautiful and we are really happy about it it's always cool to hear that's something you've created um, really yeah. out of love. I mean, you're not doing this. Um, <laughs> this is not an easy path to take, right? Making shoes, I'm sure. At the beginning, uh, it's really crazy. <laughs> I would never <laughs> wish it to anybody because yeah, yeah. it's really, yeah, really. If you're out there thinking about making shoes, be, be mindful that it's not. It's basically like, you know, I always tell people designing and creating an app is kind of like eating glass. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure footwear is very similar where you just, uh-huh. you have to have a really strong drive to want to, to do it. Um, <laughs> you have to have a strong purpose in order to do it because it's not easy. It's not, you know, you were talking about how you switched over, um, how you manufacture the bindu to make it, um, more efficient Mm -hmm, while mm -hmm. maintaining the level of quality. In fact, even improving the quality and how that took you basically two years to test a new way of making shoes two years. That's Uh insane. And that's just to make a slight tweak to how you make them, not even like any momentous changes. So, um, how was the transition from when you were practicing as a physio 
to when you went full-time with Ahinsa and stopped practicing? Because that's, you know, that's always a gray area. It's like, did you pair, did you reduce the amount of time that you were practicing and then slowly build up Ahinsa? When was the breaking point where you're like, okay, I, I now can do this full-time and I don't have to practice anymore? Yeah, exactly. It went step by step, step by step, slowly, because first time I was like fully physiotherapist and then I slowly yep. started with the shoes and there was still more and more and more to do about the shoes and sometimes I was managing both, but it was completely stressful. And then yeah. one day you really saw that it's not possible that you can do only one thing with full quality and yeah. you can't do two things at the same time so then i um, in two months quitted completely with the physiotherapy and started being completely focused about the foodwear sometimes we are having some kind of consultation some kind of seminars um, based on this uh, physiotherapeutical um, experiences yeah. but uh, even this is now nearly disappearing and uh, right. other people are taking over this kind of uh, educational uh, part um, cool Oh, that's yeah. awesome yeah it's always i mean it was the same thing for me it was a kind of a gray area where you're practicing less and less um until you because it is kind of scary to 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 stop doing something that you spent a lot of money yeah. to train in that actually pays you quite well um but i think the fact that you know one thing that frustrated me was i would constantly see issues the same issues mm -hmm. with patients you know mm -hmm. the back pain the knee pain the foot problems and you know that they're preventable, right? You exactly. know if that person, exactly. um, you know, I'm not saying footwear causes back pain is the only cause for back pain. But if you stand on a ramp all day long with your heel elevated off the ground, it's going to do things to your alignment upstream, including to your pelvis, which has a direct effect on your back. So it's all kind of connected. And I got kind of really frustrated with seeing the same foot problems, the same knee problems, mm -hmm. the same hip problems and back, the, the same shit that comes exactly. from sitting and shoes and basically treating the same problem over and over again without people really making meaningful change in their life to stop the problem from redeveloping. And part of that frustration was that, you know, I always, uh, you know, conversation I have with people all the time is how do you maximize your health impact on, on the world, right? Mm -hmm. You can treat individuals one at a time and that's uh, very fulfilling, right? When you work with someone for an hour and you build a relationship with them and you help them sort out what they can change in their life to, to be happier and healthier and in less pain, that's great. Um, but if you can only affect one person at a time, you know, that's maybe eight people per day, it's mm -hmm. extremely draining of energy, right? Because you're giving your full energy and, um, you know, your full effort to this person when you're meeting with them. And then an hour later, you have another person coming in, you have to give a whole other set of energy. So it mm -hmm. just kind of saps your battery. Um, and there's not much left for, for, for much else. But if you want to maximize your impact, you know, I saw a route to maximize the impact that I could have through social media where mm -hmm. you can reach a lot more people. And when it comes to shoes, I think shoes is a powerful way to maximize your health impact because basically every person that wears a pair of a hinge of shoes, every single step they take, <laughs> you're treating their feet, which is really cool, right? You're treating thousands of people every single day, more and more people as time goes on. And I think that's very, very powerful. Like, is that something you think about? Because I think if shoes, if wearing shoes that allow your foot to work like it's supposed to improves your body, improves your feet, which then improves your body, uh, you're treating a lot of people right now. 
<laughs> it's really <laughs> cool. Probably. It's yeah. like this, yeah. It was also so much frustrating for me when I was working, exactly as you told, as a physiotherapist, and you got a patient who was one hour working with him. You got some improvement. At the end of the therapy, he or she stepped in some shoes, which <laughs> immediately destroyed all the effect of the therapy. <laughs> so crazy. It was, yeah, it was so crazy, and you, you wish to tell the people, hey, you need to have another shoes, but at the time there was nearly no another shoes right. or any let's say natural health issues on the market so this also pulled us to make this wow yeah so it was by necessity really you tell someone to wear a better shoe and then they're like well wear like show exactly. me the better shoes exactly and if nothing exists then you're like well shit i gotta make shoes now <laughs> that's amazing well i mean you've done an amazing job and it was really like i said it was really cool to meet everyone um at the factory and you have a really good thing going on here and i'm really i'm excited to be able to bring you know this footwear into north america um, into canada much. especially and, and even australia and just spread the word that there are better alternatives available there mm -hmm. are shoes that are ethically made that are functional for your feet um that are that use sustainably sourced materials that aren't animal derived that are actually really high quality and um and this and the best thing is that i can proudly say that this company ahinsa is open to feedback right if you of love course. the shoes people need to tell you if they don't like the shoes people need exactly. to tell you and you know we talked about how all feedback is good feedback exactly right if it's good if it's bad if it's just a review or just um you know people being happy with them it's all much appreciated and i think that's one of the biggest things that really excites me about starting this collaboration is that you're open-minded to better ways of doing things and there's not very many people that are doing amazing things that are open-minded radically open-minded to being like show me a better way and if it actually holds true and it's feasible i'm going to do it that way exactly this is what we have only this creativity this development and yeah. we have this feedback really amazing yeah i'm really excited so yesterday in the car we chatted how you wanted to ask me some questions which is usually kind of a flip because uh because sometimes I'm the one asking the questions. Is there anything in particular that you want to, I mean, if you have any questions, go ahead and ask them. Okay, we would be very happy, but maybe I would ask my partner, Lana. The, sure, the sure, go for it. Oh, anyhow, thank you so much for this um, interview. We are so happy that we met you, that you no came worries, to visit man. us. This is really something so beautiful and so nice <laughs> that somebody really came to see, is interested about our, our work and wishes yeah. to somehow spread it. So really from the biggest depth of my heart thank you very much and you're welcome man thank you so much thanks for being such an awesome host you know we had your vegetarian i've i'm not a vegetarian but i love veg, good vegetarian food uh -huh. and it's like it's one of those things that i used to eat uh, meat frequently uh -huh. um now i don't eat meat as frequently I, i actually don't mind not eating meat like it literally it's funny because you go to a vegetarian place or a vegan place they know how to cook food they know how to cook food without meat and make it taste amazing uh -huh. and you know i think i don't think people realize you know i'm not i'm not going to turn vegan i'm still going to eat meat but i eat it way less frequently i i look more into the quality of the meat where it comes from um and i think it's really cool to see the world changing in a positive direction to be more mindful of you know how we harvest meat because it is not it is so crazy right now the way that we harvest meat not that humans aren't supposed to eat meat but we're not it's so crazy that we do it in this way and things need to change and i think that there's a, so much more awareness now in the world compared to what there used to be um you know we went to a vegetarian restaurant the lineup was like massive so uh -huh. it, it seems like although lana was saying it seems like in czech republic people are more open-minded um to going out and get a vegetarian meal even if they do eat meat and so um, but anyway, I think it's really cool that that's part of the message with your footwear because, you know, I think 
these days in 2020 people don't buy a product because they just want a product they really buy the story of why you do things the way you do it um and buying a product is the way that i think people say i agree with the values of this company <laughs> and i want to vote that i agree with that's how the world should work based on buying voting with my dollars and buying your product and supporting you and if a company is making crappy stuff or non-functional footwear or um you know making footwear with materials that aren't uh, you know responsibly sourced they just don't vote for them and guess what they don't keep doing that they either change or they get left behind and i think um i think it's really cool that people have the power to vote every single day with every product they buy exactly. including the food exactly. they buy yeah. including their footwear um including their clothing and yeah it's really cool yeah exactly. thanks for having me thanks for being an thank amazing you. host thank you. <laughs> you're welcome What's up, Lana? Hi, Nick. <laughs> Hi. Good morning, everybody. It's 6.30 here in Prague. <laughs> Lana's not a huge morning person, so thank I'm you for making it out at 6.30 a.m. I'm morning type. You're looking yeah. pretty alert, though. I like yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you too. <laughs> so it's been a great few days here with Nick, and thank you so much for coming. Nick uh, flew all the way from Canada to be here in Czech with us like for three days. <laughs> That's, it was that's, worth it. That's it awesome. It. Well, thank you. And it does say a lot about you, oh, you know? And, uh, that I torture my body on airplanes regularly. <laughs> no, you're wearing our shoes, so you're not torturing your body you're anymore. Right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, so, as you said now, uh, commenting on vegetarianism and vegetarian restaurants and how vegetarian people know how to cook food. Well, yeah. vegetarian also, vegetarians also know how to make shoes. Yes. Vegetarian shoes. So uh, people uh, on these areas mostly are used to, to buying leather shoes. Where I come from, that's Croatia. The synonym of a shoe is an Italian shoe with, uh, of course, the best leather. Right. But But as you could see and try, and I'm sure you will try even more in the future, there are vegan or let's say vegetarian materials, which are really fantastic. And uh, all the aspects of uh, the great material, well, they contain them, that they, they have that in Right. You themselves. can engineer materials to have whatever properties you want now. And, you know, I always liked leather because it was supple. So it was flexible. Mm -hmm. uh, it was breathable. It didn't really stink like a like mm -hmm. a typical textile would um and after wearing these bindus like that checks all those boxes my feet didn't sweat the material is extremely flexible it was very supple and it felt good on my foot um and it didn't absorb sweat so i really i do think that there's like you we have the opportunity to engineer materials that can be more perfect than what's naturally produced i think there is a time and place if you want something that's leather but i think to expect that every single one of your mm -hmm. shoes would be leather would be a would be a silly expectation exactly um, there's too many humans to do that with well thank you for saying that yeah because Lukash is really uh very very uh alert on uh having uh, his uh, or ahenses uh, materials having all these things you mentioned they have to be breathable they have to be flexible right. they have to do something with the uh, sweating so they have to be um good quality i mean something you wouldn't scratch and like yeah, in the first one exactly too. durable and they have to look nice yes don't forget that one so <laughs> i'm one. i'm i'm uh, grateful you are wearing our shoes now and uh, i'm sure you will have uh, a lot of things more to say about them and next time i will ask you about that <laughs> but for now you are very young how old are you 
I think of 31. You think? I told you 31. <laughs> I'm born in 88. Uh, but I was doing the math yesterday. I think I'm 32. <laughs> You're 32. Oh, okay. I was born in 88. So I'll let you in do 88. that. Okay. Yeah. So you are or you, or you will be this year, 32. Yes. Okay. So for how long have you been doing this physio thing? Physio thing, I believe I graduated in 2013. 13. So mm -hmm. that's seven like years, seven although years. the past two years have been uh, less treating one-on-one. -on -one. I always tell people when I do a seminar, I'm basically treating 30 people for six hours in a really fun session um, okay. all at once. So I still kind of look at it because I think treatment really... The word treatment is kind of loaded, right? Like if you want to help people with their health, the best way to do that is to motivate them to change their behaviors. Because they are the ones that have to do something. They're the right? ones that have to do it, yeah. right? I can't fix anyone. To, to say that would be kidding, kidding myself. But people need to be given the information that they need in order to make good decisions. And they, I think they have to be inspired and motivated that the story that they've written for themselves or the story that's been told to them by the medical or rehab community their whole life might not be the real story. Right. Mm -hmm. The fact that your genes control your health or that you have to go to people to fix you, it's bullshit. And I think inspiring people and motivating them that you can control your health. But, it, you know, if you want to be healthy and you're and you're not acting like a healthy person, you have to change your behaviors. And so what we're trying to do is help people understand, well, some of the behaviors you need to change are actually really tiny. Right. Like yeah. really small changes can make a massive impact if they're done consistently. Okay, so, so uh, we can also th say, I suppose, that you're you are doing business now. Right. right? So, okay, uh, you are a businessman. Uh, I In a way I you think, are. Yeah, I think you have to be if you I, I look at money as fuel. Yeah, if you okay, okay. I'm not talking even about <laughs> money now. Okay, you are making money. You are uh, you are making business, which is great. Right. But you're a physiotherapist doing that. Yes. Actually. Yes. And uh, you are actually doing business with your passion. Right? right. And that's fantastic. I think the world needs more of those kind of businessmen, just as Lukas is, you know, somebody mm -hmm. who can make their living. And as you say, you guys both say, use money as a fuel mm -hmm. um, to, to contribute to our health, to the world, to mm -hmm. the as Lukas also mentioned, to the protection of animals. So, well, I wish you many nice years to come. <laughs> Thank you, Lana. And uh, business years connected with uh, physio, with yeah. your passion, which, are, which is footwear and uh, feet. Uh, yesterday you said in one moment that actually you find feet fascinating. Yes. So can you tell me why? Very uh, personally, please. Yeah, I mean, they're just... <sighs> It's such a complex, like, I think we take for granted being bipedal organisms, right? Like, there's not that many animals that walk around on two legs, which right. tells you one thing. It's hard as shit. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, there's a lot of complexity involved with I being do on think two that limbs. walking on f I do think that walking on four feet is also very difficult yeah well I mean walking <laughs> right. moving around period like it's easier <laughs> to be a tree for sure um, okay continue but I, I just think that feet are, are this area I think part of my interest was actually that number one my feet were messed up and I didn't even know why as a physio mm -hmm. so there was a gap in what we were being taught and what was really relevant Mm -hmm. um, and I just think that number one, there's a complete lack of awareness of why we develop foot problems. So that got me interested, right? If there's this massive blind spot where everyone's suffering with some sort of dysfunction at their feet or some issues, and we literally put our feet into things that are not shaped like feet. It's like the most, it was the most obvious thing to me once I started to realize it. And most people don't know that. Well, that's a really 
low uh, a low hanging fruit right something really easy that you can put awareness out there a 10 year old can understand that you shouldn't put a splayed out foot into a triangular shaped shoe so i think the whole world can understand that if you can reach them and it's also like this insanely complex area of the body loaded with sensors muscles you know there's 33 joints 26 bones and this tiny little thing that we stand on i don't know it just fascinates me just for the reason that it's the more complex an area is, the more bad things can happen. Um, but also the beauty with the human body is that if you expose it to the right environment, all the good things happen automatically. You don't have to yeah. pretend like you're, you have some secret sauce. It's like, just don't cover your shoes that mess your feet up and your feet are going to work really well. And I think the simplicity of that is what, fa- is what really got me into, um, you know, wanting to learn more and teach people about them. And, and it's the foundation. Now I look at the, the rest of the body as so interconnected, you know, the mind, sleep. Food. So for how long have you been wearing uh, barefoot or you see natural shoes? For how long now? Mm, probably about four years. About four years. Spending oh. more time barefoot and wearing functional footwear. Four years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you do notice really like a huge change. Oh, massive change. Okay, I, I wish great. I would have taken images of my foot when I first started this, actually. Yeah, well, you didn't know, but right. now you do, you, you do have an opportunity to influence parents. Right. And that, I think kids' thing. shoes is actually one of the most significant um, gaps in the world of footwear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is um, we need better options for kids' footwear. That's where their feet start to be deformed. But they also need to be affordable. That's a that's a really mm-hmm. interesting variable with kids' shoes. They're not actually in them for very long yeah. before they need yeah. a bigger shoe. So, yeah, yeah. you know, eventually I think having something like a junior trading program where when the kid outgrows the shoe, if it's still in good enough shape, you close the loop and you recycle the materials mm-hmm. and you give a discount for their next pair of shoes. Because if you look at a, um, at a child as, uh, you know, really that's, a, if you're, if you make footwear, the child or the family or the parent is the customer. You don't have to make that much money off that customer, right? Mm-hmm. Like if they're going to go through 10 pairs of shoes through their childhood, you don't have to make 10 pairs of shoes worth of um, profits off that person. But you need to have a system where you can um, efficiently make shoes, have them wear them, and then you reuse those materials because they're not actually that. Some kids destroy their shoes, but for a lot of kids, they outgrow them before the shoe actually completely breaks down. Especially if you, if you make a shoe well, it shouldn't break down. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. And exactly. So, mm-hmm. so there's, there's something there. There's, you know, uh, there's companies that are starting to make kids footwear, Splay Athletics. Uh, John Polton in, in the States is basically just got fed up with his kids wearing crappy shoes and not being able to afford good shoes. And so he's, you know, shout out to Splay Athletics. They're starting to make good footwear, but um, yeah, we need better kids footwear, but it's coming. And uh, so do you like you? You frequently, I think, uh, try the shoes you research. Like I always try them. You always try I them. I always try the shoe. I always try any shoe before we sell it. So it's great because, I mean, you're a physio, so you know, you know what a good shoe has to have. Or even, I would say, you know how you have to feel right. while you are walking in them. Exactly. I know. That's great. I know that, and, and, you know, I'm a pretty tough customer to please because I got yeah. pretty wide feet and I mm-hmm. just, uh, I don't want to sell anything that isn't going to meet a level of quality or a level of function. Great. And, you know, the whole goal with starting to sell footwear was that anytime you walk into a TFC store or shop online at TFC, 
you don't have to think as to whether they're a good shoe for your foot or not. We only sell functional footwear. So you uh-huh, just pick uh-huh. what you like the look of or what you want to pay for shoes. And you can know with full faith that all of the footwear we sell is good for your feet, right? There's always good, better, best, right? Even within the shoes we sell. But if we can create this filter where when people come and buy footwear, there's not a question as to whether it's good for your foot or not. I think that's a very powerful tool that people can can start to use. So. so could you like describe in few words what do you think and how do you feel wearing a Hinsa shoes? Yeah, they're great. They're super flexible. I mean, they have all the main boxes, right? Like they're mm-hmm. wide, flat, flexible, and they have a thin sole. Mm-hmm. Um I and like they the, look nice, don't they? And they look nice. Yeah, they're, they're ha- they have to be simple, right? I, yeah. I'm a big fan of simple design. Use less parts, use less material to accomplish the same goal. Um, and they they definitely fill that box where it's a very simple, elegant design uh, with the bindu, with the high or the low. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, just, I wouldn't be wearing them. <laughs> like I, brought, I, I told Lucas... I brought a pair of the Soft Star Ninjas, which I find comfortable for my feet. If I put the Bindus on and I didn't feel great in them, um, I would probably be wearing my Soft Stars right now and I haven't taken the Bindus off. So that says something. I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid of hurting people's feelings. I'm just honest. Great, um, Nick. And, Thank you. Uh, and I'll be wearing them for a while and I'm looking forward to running in them and testing them in the winter in Canada and putting them through the ringer to see how do they hold up. Um, I'm pretty confident that they'll hold up quite well, but you know, I tested them for a couple of days to the point that, you know, we're starting to order, put in orders because we want to bring these shoes and make right. them available to people. So, yeah. Thank you, Nick, so much. We are, we were so happy to have you here. Oh, you're When welcome. will you come again? I don't know. Maybe in a year. In a uh, year. Maybe next year. We'll, uh, I spoke to Ray McClanahan. He wants to come too. So Great. I think we can come for a bit longer. Maybe go check right. out Germany with Felix after, but we'll definitely be back in a year. And a lot can happen. A lot will happen in a year. So it'll be interesting to do another podcast in a year from now, see where it hints is at in terms of your growth and the evolution of your designs and how you make shoes. And um, yeah, once again, thanks for the hospitality. It's been awesome. Thank you. And just tell me for the ending, what do you wear when you're on holidays? Ooh, where am I on holidays? Exactly. Tell me if you're <laughs> on a beach. When do I take a freaking holiday? If you're on a, at a beach, do you like walk really barefoot? Yeah, I'm. Right. I'm pretty much. If I don't need to wear shoes, I don't wear shoes. Super. And there's only several occasions that I really, you know, if I'm testing a pair of shoes, then I'll wear the shoes. Um, but if I need protection from temperature, or if I'm going somewhere where I could possibly uh, harm my foot if I don't know what the textures are. I'm pretty much barefoot as much as I can. Um, if I'm somewhere warm, I'm barefoot. Although I, I would take that back a little bit because last year I was in Sydney and I burnt my feet. I didn't. Temperature is definitely a real thing. Uh, hot more than cold. Yeah. So you need protection. Like that's what shoes are. They're foot protection. And sometimes, you know, I value my feet. I think they're important. I want to protect them if they need to be protected. So I'm not against shoes. Um, I always get chirped for that. It's like, dude, you run a footwear company and you never wear shoes. What's the deal? <laughs> It's like, you, I don't wear them when I don't need to. So. Yeah, great. Well, actually, yeah, actually, this sounds very, very logical. Yeah. If you had uh, told me this like two years before, I would think you're insane. <laughs> But actually, you're. I would think you were a, you were a freak right. or something, which slightly you are. You're a foot nerd, right? <laughs> that's okay. Just, yeah, that's great. I, I it's so sweet, people, actually. I'd rather be healthy and weird than unhealthy and normal. <laughs> no, so it's, it's, it's sweet. I meant that as a compliment. I take it as but, a compliment. Uh, but as you said, yeah, shoes should be protection. Right. That's it. And unfortunately, that's shoes it. are 
are not only not protective. I mean, they are protective, but they're also if, harmful. If they're also harmful, then yeah. it negates the protection. So we just need to, it's all about just taking a logical approach. Like it's really not, this isn't anything earth shattering. It's just don't wear shoes and mess your feet up and you yeah. have healthy feet. So the world out there, take that advice. I promise you, you have. Thank you, Nick. Stay just as you are and uh, hope to see you uh, soon. I will. I'll be back. And uh, anyway, to everyone out there, I hope that you enjoyed getting a bit of the inside scoop into Ahinsa. Um, I hope that some of the content that we talked about today benefits you and uh, we'll catch you next week. 